0: What up? This is Drex One, and this is another episode of the History of the Bay podcast sponsored by the good people of Amoeba Music, San Francisco. On the boards, we got D.E.O. We got King Set, and Rocky Vision behind the lens. Shout out to the producers, Skino and Whitney Chanel. And today we have a very special guest, legend in the graffiti world. uh, Someone I met when I was very young, the homeboy Vic 20. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? Good to see you, man. It's good to see you too. Yeah, we were talking a little bit offline, but um uh, at my very first job ever, pedal revolution in the mission. We yeah, were, we were co-workers for a brief time.
1: Yeah, that was a that was an interesting spot, right? Like it was um it changed hands from a lot of different uh
0: community like a, organizations, yeah. Like
1: nonprofits would run it.
0: It was like uh I think when we were there, it was strictly for like at-risk folks or that, people, yeah, that's people all who I knew it as gotten it out of jail. At-risk youth. And
1: there were, uh, they had some employees and like the the part of it that I know about, there was like a whole other section with like kitchen and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like a program for the kid. I don't know none of that stuff. It was just about like uh, teaching people how to work on bicycles so that they could have a bicycle. So they had transportation. Yeah. Because a lot of cats were like marooned in like their turf and they couldn't move around and stuff like that. And uh were you there when Alley Cat was there? Was he one of the I the, think the, the kids? Uh, it was right after possibly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was the one like he like one of the kids like like I thought like oh yeah they just want the bikes and like he would hit me up for the for a ride in places like that, you know? Like to get him drop him off to get there. I used to be like, oh, man, I'm like, why don't you just catch, like, the blah blah like, down there? Like, I was like, why are you tripping? Like, he's like, you don't even know how to get any place, like, on transit. Like, where you got to go? Like, yeah. like how come you need a ride from me all the time? And it, then, like, he just broke it down. Like,
0: was well, like, yo, I got go to go like, four different turfs just to even get to yeah. To yeah power. And yeah, I was yeah, like, oh, yeah.
1: like, I hadn't even thought about it. There, there were cats that.
0: coming from, like, Sunnydale. There, there was a—do uh, you, do you remember Ish? Oh yeah, I remember yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that dude was the real homie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. He, he passed away a few oh, years ago. Man, yeah. they fought the hell on him, bro. That's yeah, sad. Yeah, but so that was ill t- that was an ill place for me to end up. I'm like, this is my first job ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why am I here? Oh, I guess uh, I'm. A, something must be wrong. They well, <laughs> gave me this job. <laughs> like,
1: it was a cold one too, because like, if you think about it, like, if you want to do like make a hands on difference, doing something like there's like t- just on the ground, like s- straight up on the ground level. Like, this was a good opportunity because it would, you could earn money while you're learning. No, nah, me out, man. But it was, it was hard because, like, you think, like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to go work with these at risk youth and I'm going to just chill my ass out too. And we're all going to get better together. And then you're like, oh, yo, this one fucking. Gets shot. This yeah. one shoots somebody else. This fool, like,
0: does this. Yeah. My
1: heart, it was hard on someone, my heart, Someone man. got fired
0: for robbing the cash register. <laughs> but then you showed up. I think you had just gotten out recently. Yeah, and yeah. then you showed up. And I'm like, oh, shit. It's fucking Vic-20. Yeah. And then um, you took me to, we painted the gate together.
1: Yeah, yeah. You were the paddle gate was shit. like, yeah. a, that was a... A landmark, man. Like it, like I like that was one of the ones that it was
0: like it just felt like it was gonna be there forever. It was sad to hear about that place
1: closing down.
0: Yeah, Golden Gate. It was Golden Gate community, and then it became New Door Ventures, and then it closed down. But it was cool. It was cool working with you for a brief time. You were you would like give me books and sign my black book and um it was dope, man. So I appreciate that. And here we are full circle. How many years later? Yeah, yeah. Tight. Um, But I'm glad you're here on this podcast. I want to get into your story and your crew story and just general Frisco graffiti history. And i like to start at the beginning of uh, tell people where you grew up and uh, what was it like for you as a kid.
1: Well, I grew up in the Bay Area here uh, in a San Francisco suburb and uh, the the North Bay. Uh, Just spent a lot of my time as a kid uh, skateboarding and like just running around. I liked comic books and uh, all the skateboarding at all the places I would see in, like, the magazines and stuff like that. And so we were always, like, trying to figure out how to get to, like, oh, we want to get to Telegraph because we'd want to go to this, like, comic book store. We'd want to get to a skate shop somewhere or something like that. So real young, me and my brother and, like, all our little hood rat little friends in the neighborhood would, like, hop buses where we're going outside the, the area you're supposed to and, like, dip out and stuff you see a lot of the graffiti, especially like going to San Francisco or going to Berkeley. Uh, along the freeways, there was a lot of political graffiti at the time. Uh, you'd see a lot of that stuff crushed. Uh, you come into the city, you see the muni buses crushed. And I think like a lot, I don't know if it, this happens to a lot of kids, but like at first, like you like, oh, it's so much graffiti. Like like you can't wrap your mind around it as yeah. a kid. Like how are they doing this Yeah, stuff? what is all this? What is this? And then, But there's a little element of fear. Like you don't understand what any of this is. You, you know, you dip your toe into, like, watching some kind of, like, movies or anything that, like, deal with what graffiti is. That shit seems crazy violent. Like, it's attached to all kinds of just—
0: yeah, gangs and shit Just, like, like that. stuff
1: that you're not even trying to fuck with at all. Like, yeah. at, when I was a kid, like, I was just trying to, to maneuver riding the buses without getting caught up in crazy bullshit. Right. There'd be, you'd just be trying to ride the bus, and, like, some cat sitting next to you getting his chains, with, like, hands reaching fight. It's like, you just <laughs> couldn't do nothing. Like, you, couldn't, you couldn't even move around as a kid without just, like— Fucking like just like existing was like, oh shit, like, I like how did I just inherit funk with like everybody on site? Like, it's right. like you watch these post apocalyptic moves. I was like, I was like being a fucking teenager in the right, city, man. Right, right. It was That's crazy. Facts. And this is wild, like, people don't remember. It's like, like a part of my childhood, too. Like, we'd try and come to Hate Street or we'd go out to like Gilman Street to go to like punk shows and stuff like that. They were fucking skinheads chasing us around Hate Street. Yeah. And like, it was yeah, gnarly. People don't
0: know about that. Was yeah. it the Horribles? Remember those guys? I don't know. None of There's their like names, a crew of man, skinheads but, called yeah. the Horribles back in the day. There were a lot of uh, TL skinheads. You uh-huh. see them marching down uh, Market Street with like the Doc, Doc Martin boots. Yeah. And the, I don't and the know about jackets. their
1: factions and stuff, but I know that like, um, Oh, man, I, like a couple, like the the park right next to um where it goes from lower to upper. Hey, Buena to, Vista, the park. Yeah. yeah, they used to call that Skinhead Hill. Yeah, and it would just be gnarly. You'd be trying to run the gauntlet and go around and do stuff. Even when I first started tagging and stuff like that, it would be like neighborhoods you wouldn't even associate it with. Like you just have these fools, just random fools, just jump out of like Carmaghias and shit like that and try and stomp your brains out. Yeah. And those fools were dangerous. They were like fucking like the hills have eyes looking deep, yeah. like big ass fools. <laughs> you yeah. be like, fuck, like, cause like you'd get into these shows, like, right? Cause Gilman, 924 Gilman was all ages. So my little 15 year old ass would be there, like seeing the puncture, and there'd be like eight skinheads, like this big. And like, you'd be like, a, you, in your mind, you can't imagine like how do these fools exist? Yeah. Then you see them move in these spaces like, oh, it's cause they're like seven feet tall. And they like move like eight deep and they're like crazy violent all the time. So. Yeah. That was like me growing up, like, is just like running around places I shouldn't have been, probably. Uh, graffiti was just like, I think, like a secondary thing to skateboarding. But before, like, the video games and the skate parks and stuff like that, like, the fucking cops would just fuck with you just for, for skating down the right. street. Like, you'd be going down Market Street on the sidewalk and they would no bullshit hit you with sirens. You'd be like, hey, you gotta take that skateboard. Off the sidewalk, and you're like, oh fuck, all right, and like you'd be like skating down Market Street in the, in the street, and the, the fucking cop, beep, beep, beep. hey, get that shit out of the street. You gotta be on the sidewalk, and it would just be like dumb. At like it's like like man, you just, just trying, okay, I, I can't do this then. Like it's weird. Like it, like we'd ask them sometimes, like like how come you don't just stand in front of the skateboard shop and just like give everybody tickets? Cause you can't like do this anywhere. This is like this now. There's like skate parks everywhere. It's like, I like skateboarding a street and we could do a whole podcast on like how it makes you look at a city the same way as graffiti and like you look at it in a different way and you interact with it in a different way and like I think they should promote it but they were not fucking trying to promote that shit. Yeah. They were just criminalizing and this probably rings through to people who didn't grow up in the suburbs probably twice as much as my poor ass, you know? Like they just criminalize you. So yeah, at that yeah. point, you're just like, well, fuck man, like if, if I'm like, like being, sh- like my ass kicked, Fucking skateboard stomped out by these guys. Have they would talk crazy shit too. I remember the first time I had a cop choke me out. Was uh, he'd be like, "Oh." Bet your mom's pretty rich buying her all these skateboards because I keep taking them for you or something. I'd be like, oh no, nah, your mom bought this one for me. my mom's dead and like throws me <laughs> oh, in the sleeper <laughs> hole. Like, <"Yeah>, bro. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, well then how's that fair, man? Yeah, like if if, yeah, yeah. if your mom's dead, like you're why are you talking about my mom? But, like <laughs> he was just like, he was just like playing cards that I couldn't play, apparently. But like, yeah, so they were just they criminalize us. And I think just graffiti, like everybody at Embarcadero was doing it at the time, Carl Watson and all sure, these guys Carl like Watson, that. Yeah. yeah. Like you'd just be down there and like hanging out and like the like, cats would be like buzzing, like really sick flows. Like one thing about like San Francisco bus have like one flow it's, like when you see cats doing it, it looks fun as fuck. It's like, they're, it's like
0: bam, bam, bam.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't know, I spent a lot of time on the bus, and I spent a lot of time around cats that, that wrote. And uh, I can't really tell you which—I was definitely taken to a bus yard the first time. I didn't just walk my ass in, like, on my own. Do you remember which yard? <sighs> I want to say—I want to say the first one was Piers. Okay. But it could have been Masonics because, like, I'm pretty sure we did both of them the same night. The, the first yeah, night I did. over there by North Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the wharfs or the piers mm-hmm. or, like, whatever you want to call them. But, like, that would usually would be like the, the duo, was was what I would like to do is do both of
0: those because you'd be far enough away. And so you started kinda... on with bus hopping. Pretty yeah. Pretty well, I'm like, I, was like, I was like, I was like
1: transit the most, right? Yeah. And I can't tell you why because. Like in San Francisco, they would pump it into our heads that you just couldn't do more than like catch the tags. and Bus hopping, like we had an established like transit culture, but like they never talked about doing the Muni metros, the underground or light rails and stuff. They, everybody would talk about it. Like watch like an old graffiti movie. Uh, They would talk about, yep, San Francisco doesn't have a uh, subway. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We got, like, Stone Cold. We got two. Like, they're leveled on top of each other. Right. Running all day in America. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and then, like, when you start fucking around with the suburbs, even before modern times, like, we're talking in the 90s when these dudes were saying this shit. Like, oh, we don't have, now, well, they got the VTA. They got all this shit. And it's just, like, they just, like, what? Like, because it's not already bombed out, that like, everybody was just hands off of it. And they would bust like little tags here and there because I guess Muni was like notoriously lax in cleaning up and just the whole
0: idea. Oh, it was disgusting. It was filthy. It was crushed.
1: But they would just promote this idea that like, oh, they're just going to buff it. But like the idea that they were going to buff it would be like in a day or something. And now when I think of like, oh, you're going to run for a whole day? Fucking make that spot count. Like, hell yeah. Like a day is like good. So they would just put it in my brain that you just couldn't do it. And when I was young, you know, like doing my own thing, oh, that's fucking crazy talk, man. We, we can't ever do that. Like, I, I want to be sick, I want to be creative, but I want to be creative in terms of what my peers are all doing too, right? Right. I wasn't trying to fucking lane hop and like really be weird and do my own shit and like push a, uh, a hard line with transit. Like, I didn't really understand. Like, I believed all the older homies. Like, these were the guys showing me what tips I had to steal. Like show me everything, so why would I not believe them when I said you're instantly going to fucking jail
0: forever if you touch a bart train? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah well wh- wh- were there any specific writers around this time that were influencing your style or, or when you- I first started? Yeah yeah, man, like uh, shout out to the homie jolts, like uh
1: jolts, and like all these guys from these crews like uh t h k like cover and uh and uh. Rescue, and uh, trying to think of all these guys, like, back in the day. Like, just a lot of a lot of the other guys, just, like, that I consider, like, were running bu- buses at the time. Everybody was influenced by form, uh, mind, uh, you know. Uh, trying to think of some of the other crews, like, Shelt, Ive, all those guys. Um, fuck all the, what is it, the... FMK. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a huge influence. Uh, oh my God, I'm, I, There was this one rider from that crew was just so up and his name's just escaping me right now. But uh, a, lot of, a lot of the uh, Tenderloin crews, uh, the, just the pure, the, it's the, if you could get as pure into like what you would consider as like a pure San Francisco bus hopping style, that was the shit that influenced me. Yeah, yeah. I did not care who was piecing at Psycho City. I was down there like trying to learn my chops because i that's what they said you're supposed to do. You're supposed to master all these things. And once you can piece, not that I gave a shit about actually doing it, but in my mind, I thought, oh, I'm gonna piece. And then that will give me legitimacy, To, in my mind, like, either my shit's going to run or, like, fucking not going to get your shit took or, like, you're going to be asked to be— Whatever, like, winning was at the beginning, I don't— It's kind of like
0: final level when you can pull off really clean pieces. Yeah, you
1: piece at Psycho City and it runs until you come back or, like, whatever. God
0: knows what the uh, fucking—what the goal was. Well, there's plenty of writers who don't give a shit about piecing and— into just straight-up bombing and yeah, catching yeah. tags and catching fills. Yeah. And that's the most interesting and, and fun part for me. Not, and I'm not just saying
1: that because I like trashing everything like that. I think that was one of the things about transit that I liked is because it was kind of like you could feel—I felt okay doing it. Um, I felt okay, okay with certain things like, you know, a power box here, a mailbox, a, a bus— add space, add space out of the liquor store. I really was never like super hyped on it always felt weird walking through the mission, you know, because I'm like, oh, this is like somebody's house and it just felt weird, you know, because after you have a couple interactions, we tag on somebody's house and they fucking pop out and it's not, it's, that's just not really a game, you know, And like I, I especially sympathize with that now as an older person who is just, you know, like life, life is a lot tougher when like you don't have, like, life's not a game to you. Like, when you're out there actually surviving and it's right. not a playground, right, 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 you know? And so, transit really was, like, you had, like, the set limits of what to do without being, like, totally destructive. And, like, it, like there was a, a thought process to where you would write on the bus so that it would almost be, like, they would try and leave it and stuff like that, you know? And uh, so I kind of, I just was, like, I'm not saying it was, like, feel-good graffiti, but it, I just felt, like, uh, better about uh, uh, using that as the medium.
0: And, and before uh, v, Vic 20, you were writing sect, right? Yeah, I wrote, I've written a lot of things
1: uh, uh, over the years, but like sect was one of the big ones. People think of Vic 20 only because I think like I only wrote it for a year really, but uh, I got in a lot of trouble
0: with it. You only wrote
1: that for a year, yeah, that just a, just too, I mean, like now, was a, hell like, of a year, now bro. now you can kind of like kind of because of the internet and stuff like that you could sell canvases and stuff like that to people and you could interact with people in ways you really couldn't back then so now like you get to have like a name so like if people wanted to like you know pick up some crap or something like that if they dig dig the stuff i used to do zines and before i had all the kids you know there was a lot more time for art and things like that and i would travel and paint
0: Places. Yeah, and I remember you had a show at Art Primo a couple of years ago, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I had time for that, and I love doing stuff. It's fun, but like, it's I just can't because you know you gotta take, you gotta break the cycle. You know, take the kids to the park and everything like that, and you know, like I I, I geek out too hard. Like, not that it really comes across, and maybe all the work, but
0: I, I try really hard with the art, and so it's, it takes a lot of time. Well, I remember when, um, I mean, the reason I brought up sect is because that, like you said, that was a name that people saw. Like, I think you got that name up uh, pretty significantly. I remember there was like some old black and white pieces you had in the West Portal Tunnel. Mm. And that. so by then you had kind of started at least doing like straight letters and stuff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, like there you'd see some stuff for me maybe here and there that's like probably, um, I don't know, maybe out of character. And the tail's all there on the wall, really. I was in the West Portal with a maze. And, like, you know, he's like, yeah. you know, you're hanging out with your friend. He's like, let's go paint. And you're like, okay, because we both like painting. But then, like, you know, he wants me to do, like, big straight letter. Or, like, he wants me to do, like, you know, the whole side of a project on Trevor Hill. Or, like, you know, it's like you paint with sleeves. All of a sudden, you got to do, like, a big rollout thing. You know, it's like sometimes— Your friends push you to do things that are outside your comfort zone, even if it's more than just my comfort zone. Sometimes it's outside my preference zone. Yeah. (laughs) Who's who's
0: the first person that really kind of came around and started pushing you in that way? Was it Amaze?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. Like I think with Amaze, because he was hanging out with other people that slowed things down a lot more and were focused on being clean and like gallery like quality was, like, a really high thing, and, like, you know, the 3Ds got deeper and longer, and it became more um, acceptable to be influenced from other things, you know? Yeah. Because you could—bro, like, you have to fight hard not to be called a downtown writer just because you're writing with a different pen than somebody yeah, else. Yeah, like, yeah. you—like, it was—like, but there's beauty in that. Like, that's why so many people—like, that's why— you know, all due respect, I shouldn't really just make huge assumptions, but people like you just, who love the distilled form of this culture, of this right, city right. and things like that. I'm sure there's cats in Philly doing the same stuff. Not right. to always make the comparison, you know? But like, whenever you've got a... uh a subculture or some kind of a cultural phenomenon with all the young people of a certain period vibe on it, you know what I'm saying? Some cats like, like the distilled parts of it, and you can't have that without these limitations of stuff like that, like restricting things to certain markers to get certain looks and things like that. You know, like really tripping off of like, oh, is that a real derby jacket? You know what I'm saying? And like, like just wild stuff like well, that. Well, I don't
0: Where, know if I'm that distilled, but no, uh, I'm not. talking about you specifically <laughs> at this point, but I'm just
1: saying, like, when you talk about like these these cultural affect, these limits and things around that would well, make I, it proper. Well, I always
0: say that the graffiti has rules, but one of the rules is there is no fucking rules. So technically, yes. yes, your 3D should be proportional and technically these these colors blend better together. But at the end of the day, if you're going to do, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And that's kind of one of the cool things about it is that if somebody doesn't like your style, oh well, if you push your line and get yourself up, like I say, you could do whatever you want to do. Yeah,
1: you can make your own rules. Like, yeah. you know, like just like I wasn't smart enough when I started to, to realize that or strong enough or whatever it takes to do that. I wasn't it. Yeah. I thought the path was learn to play the game like all the heads above me played it and make it sick. I didn't even ever think about... I was low level, man, in my dreams. Like, like not. I wasn't even trying to surpass the heads that were showing me. I was just trying to play ball and roll with... Can I roll with you? Yeah. And shit like that. I didn't, I wasn't thinking of like... You know, when, I, when they first said, like, we're doing every bus in the yard, like, it was like, I don't even know. If like, we can set, like, goals? Right. Like, it was just bananas how fucking do nothing I think I was. Yeah. Until some of these older cats were like, oh, we can do things you know, set goals and achieve them. Even if it was, it sounds ridiculous, like tagging every bus in a yard. Like I didn't know what like following through with a fucking
0: goal was, except for show up someplace, Yeah, you know? Or like I'm gonna hit every Home Depot from Pacifica to Sacramento.
1: Yeah, there's like, when you really start using your brain, although, you know, tragically, it can be just for like these, these really kind of shitty ways, you know? Like, uh like, you can use your, your brain to achieve a lot. And it seemed like through graffiti, I met a lot of people who pushed that envelope, lifestyle-wise, outside graffiti, especially once we started hitting the millennia. Maybe it was just I was of the age in, in the 2000s, or, or, or maybe more people were doing it, but it was just like, like everybody's like, we can just keep all this shit going by all these fucking hustles, you yeah. know? And like it's really weird now that I'm a you know doing what I consider grown up shit, but like I think back to life, I was like, oh wow, like we were hustling so hard so we could like just post up and smoke blunts and tag in each other's books. Like it was just weird. Like the goals were, I was like, what the fuck? What was this goal for? Like yeah, we yeah, yeah. we treaded water for a decade. Like for tag, like tagging. I get it. Like we flew places. I went a lot of crazy countries and, and painted stuff like that. But it just, I'm like, oh, like but one outside our small group of people who gives a shit that you painted a, a system in some weird country in Eastern Europe or whatever, like, it's a huge undertaking to get to the place where you're doing it yeah. and like, you're like for, oh, that's that's weird. I wish I would have found like a hustle. Yeah. I mean, um, that's
0: one of the things about Graffiti too is that, um did you ever watch that movie Quality of Life? Yeah, yeah. The The film they made about, I think, Trust was in it or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that they, they drew the comparison. That was like a who's who of yeah, San, yeah, San Francisco at yeah. yeah, the no, time. Like, like wow. they just went
1: down. It's like when you talk about like the movie Kids, it's like how they just kind of yeah, down just, just, grabbed just scooped people. everybody yeah. off of a skate spot. Yeah. Like, they just did that like out of a holding cell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Bryant> in <laughs> in <Right>. 2003. They're <laughs> right. just like, oh, who got arrested for graffiti? And like, all oh, these guys right. like oh right and then like on then they just plop the star down and the dad and then they just kind of like lit. yeah they did the rest it's a great movie though. but um you know. the,
0: the the comparison they draw is that Buddhist um practice of making the art with the sand yeah and then you do you do put all these thousands of grains of colored sand together and as soon as you're done you just sweep it away that's deep and I
1: recommend every writer adhere to a philosophy like that yeah but the a suggestion that any writer can fucking lower their ego to the point to be that is yeah. fucking la- like bro I've struggled my life to like just to even be able to see the value in in letting go of the material and, and yeah. accepting
0: that is a is a huge step forward for most most writers well, like if oh, you man. Have, if you ask somebody why do you do it yeah yeah the, the, honestly the best reason is just to do it yeah my, the, my yeah
1: mind. they they like the action i think you know sadly looking back and and maybe i'm not being very respectful to the memories of a lot of people who I'm thinking of. I think a lot of people mistakenly think that it, like the opposite of the sand painting shit, man. Like that it's gonna make yeah, you yeah. last forever. Nah. Like this is this is gonna maintain me and the memories of people. Nah. This is I'm gonna be celebrated. None this is your big forever. Valhalla. Yeah. And they trip out on these things. And like when i like over the years, when you watched forever things just vaporize and go go away. You know, you, you start to think about, like, when you have real loss. Yeah. Not, like, to say that I've lost more comparatively to anybody else. But when you have real loss, you look at something, like, not running in graffiti, and you're just like, oh, damn, bro. Like, that's wild to think that somebody's out there struggling, thinking that's loss.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it either either the sun's going to get it. It's going to get buffed. Mm-hmm. It's going to get dissed or or the build Like, a lot of buildings that I used to get up on or don't even exist anymore. Or even thinking about, uh, like I said, that West Portal spot that you had. You would have never thought that— I mean, I think that was in, like, 98. Yeah, that's when like we that. painted that one. And yeah, I that think- was one of the ones that, like— That shit ran. Yeah, yeah, and for then a long Until time. it didn't. Yeah, until it didn't. Um, but getting back to that, because I kind of want to just follow this timeline, like— mm. um, so as sect, you your style was evolving a little more, and were you also in THR? Must is that correct?
1: Yeah, uh, I got in THR through Jade, and I I don't remember how Jade really got access. He got or like, he got put down somehow, and we were all living together in Lakeview at this house. And I swear to God, like. When you think about like the, when I think about the raids and all like the wild shit related to like our homes that happened later. And I think back to what we did when we lived in Lakeview, all living together. I'm like, oh my God, like, like if they would have ever even just gone to the house, like that,
0: who was all the, you, Jade? Yeah, uh, me, Jade, uh, whore lived there, Sham.
1: And like, like Jade had all these Norteño homies from like, I think they were from like fucking San Mateo. I don't know where this dude, like he, he had to have grown up with them or they were friends with one homie who was, who was with them. And like some, something happened where like, if we couldn't fill that fucking bedroom, and Tanya was going to end up in that shit. So we would have to keep that shit rotating. And then because what would happen, bro, because like, they'll fucking, they'll fuck around and like, thank God this was before Instagram because I imagine that nowadays would get us all killed because everybody's fighting online. But like back then it would be like, they uh oh, fuck, we'd get one in and like, okay, in like three months, our house is getting shot up. Like, I don't know what is, Because they'd be, like, one of these dudes that would be turning it around, right? And they'd be going to City College and shit. Like, they were cool dudes and shit like that. But it would always end up with the house getting shot up. So we would, like, move rocker chicks in and shit like like that. That would be different. But the house itself was bananas because so many writers lived there. And we were so irresponsible at the time, just, like— like I, anybody but a rider living there, it could it could have been cool just because lots of guns were coming out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. was getting wasted and like, like I remember like we kicked kicked one roommate out. Sham kicked one roommate out naked at gunpoint. Like he was naked and he had the gun, but and then they kicked the other guy out. Like you know, like it was a it was a crazy crazy place and, uh, but we never had any problems there.
0: What what point? Did did uh, KUK start to form?
1: That was all, uh, so we were all, in. T- so, so yeah, so Jade had gone out, and he had fucking got down in THR, and then he comes back, he's like, oh, you're in THR, you're in THR. He's throwing everybody down in THR, I'm like, oh, man, like, that's like a crew where they're all right in a certain way, and I'm not right in that certain yeah. way, and like, these guys are really amazing and stuff like that, but like, I don't ha- Like, this was like, I think this was like right when Twist and Kara were even beefing too. Uh So it was like fucking gravity no longer existed like as like a little 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 grommet. Like, I was like, I don't even know what any of this fucking is. Like, I can't get down with these crews and all the big name guys hate each other or something like that, and I don't even like that way. And like, I was like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting in any crew that just you know him and him and him. That's how crews suck. Yeah. And I'm like, if I knew those guys and hung out and painted with those guys, Blah, blah, I'll, I'll get down or whatever, you know. Because when I got down in the U.S., that was when, like, I was, dude, that, that, that was one of those crews that, like, they, they were up so much at the time. This was way before THR that I got in U.S. This is in the early 90s. That was, like, the first crew that when they put me down, I was like, oh, I'm good, you know, because yeah, yeah. I didn't grow up with those cats. Those right. cats were from the South Bay, right. and I'm from the North Bay. So I, that was, like, the first crew I got in just on the strength of just, like, I was up. So that felt really good. And then it just started to get weird. Like, THR was the first crew where, like, it was like they're trying to put you down, but, like, we don't hang
0: out and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. <clears throat> so That's never really a good look.
1: No. Like, for me, that was never my jam. Like, and I guess, like, I'm a big, like, uh, fuddy-duddy that way or whatever you want to call it. Like, I'm—Jade i, I I'm a <laughs> Jade used to always clown, like, that I used to say, oh, you just— you can never, you're Mr. Never Be Coo. Like you just can't have fun. Like you, like like the like your biggest complaint is when everybody's happy and getting along. And I'm like, that's because that's when everything sucks, bro. Like you need to, this these struggles and these these contests push everybody to do stuff, you know. And if everybody's just patting each other on the back, hanging out doing legals at like the same walls that are owned by this crew, I'm like, well, that's like. I got really not popular for being like that's not graffiti, man. Like this isn't our our end. It's-
0: no, that don't seem like your style at, at uh, all. So did that lead you to? Did you start KUk?
1: I think Sham was the one that started. So we were like, so me and Sham were just like, yo, know, all of our homies and stuff were making friends, and everybody was a grown up, so they could go to bars, and everybody had jobs, and they were making everybody was making friends. Me and Sham were not making friends. We were living in the L's. We were doing terrible things all the time. Uh, and we just were just uh, about feeling bad, you know, and we were just like, we don't want like these, these guys. we don't want them around us, and like we don't want to vibe with all these guys that were coming into the city. It was it was like, it was like uh, we were getting kind of territorial about stuff, you know. It was like everybody's like just like scribbling on everything now. and it felt like nobody had they were all transplants in our eyes, and nobody had any kind of connection to the city. They were all painting wrong. <laughs> and so we were like, yo, fuck these guys, you know? And, like, we're we're out here to feel bad, and we're not trying to, like, get along with these cats. But we were trying to respect the big homies who had put us down in their crews. Like, like we respected Barry. He had kind of, like, we had told Jade no, and he'd come out and, like, met up with us, me and Sham, and taken his painting and, like, made us feel like we counted or whatever, like he saw us. And so... We were like, oh, we're not going to fuck this up for them, but we're going to go fucking, we're going to go heads with a lot of people, and so we started going heads with a lot of people, and so we spent like a bunch of years just going heads with with people, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that was it. So that <clears throat> that kind of makes sense that that philosophy was behind starting that crew, and uh, I mean, you guys went fucking all out, man. Yeah, Sham had a he had a. <coughs> Like, people don't understand. I did a short video on KUK, but, like, you guys were, like, destroying the whole Bay Area, pretty much.
1: Most people focus on just 2002 because the internet happened. And, like, we all, like, were friends with those Iraq guys from New York, I'd say. This is just my view of what happened back then. So, there was some cross-pollination between us and in New York and the Iraq guys, and they were all— taking all their pictures and stuff like that and, like, talking about which digital camera and everything like that. All that information. The internet was new and, like, it was all just, like, comment boards but and there, stuff. But
0: there, there was certain shit that I, I remember that really pissed people off. And one is that you you did the Portrayal Hill projects Facing 280.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't even say that was a KUK
0: thing, though. Like That, that was, was like, you, right? That was Me and Amaze did that Amaze. one, yeah. And, and man, that was Amaze's
1: idea. Like, I, you know, like, it was a dope spot. And I respect I him. Ran, like, that yeah, that ran for huge. a long time. There were people in there, too. I remember them snoring while we were in there, too. We didn't get to just drive up to that spot, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not from— You gotta, Pat-
0: like, climb a mountain to get no, up there. No, and I'm
1: not from Petrero Hill. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a big guy now. Like, I'm pushing, like, 220, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can walk where I feel like walking now. Yeah. But in like 2002, like I think I weighed like 150. I was a small dude back yeah, yeah. then. And uh I did not feel at home yeah. <laughs> to no, go paint that spot. I felt trespassing like a motherfucker. And I was kind of mad at Amaze at the time because I didn't feel like I had the right to paint that spot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I know because, like you know painting. You're painting house somebody's
0: a, house, basically. Yeah, and and then yeah. like
1: through all the years, like like I've done. Some t- like some fucking county time, like I'm no like real rock clinking fucking convict or anything, but I can do some. You know, I can go to the to San Bruno or the, like an 850 or Santa Rita and stuff, and I'm okay. Like in general pop, like like I know people from yeah from Hill and from Alameda. Like I, I like it would feel weird to me, you know, to go like I like I I remember standing there in Petraro Hill and thinking of people I know who are from these projects and being like, oh. Dang, bro, if like they could see me now, they'd be like, oh, yo, you fucking up, Vic. <laughs> yeah. But like that's the funny thing is like when you guys all look back at all those things, like the arch just stands for itself. And like there's it's but like me there, like it all comes with the baggage of like. Like, I'm there at the spot and, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, a dog out here doing crimes. Like, why are you fucking <laughs> stressing this shit? You hear somebody snoring. Like, so maybe, like, I, that's why I like transit so much more It's just I feel
0: yeah, yeah. like
1: I don't got to worry about all that kind of
0: stuff. But you guys also kind of caught heat for fucking up some murals too, right? then so that was probably the Petro Hill mural, right? Was that the welcome to Petrero Hill mural? Uh those guys that was was not me. I did not, not
1: so there are certain murals that are beloved by the community. Yeah. Right? And I I'm I love this city. And I fucking I fuck with these communities and so like these I was never trying to like fuck these communities, right? So I mean, there's no shame to the people who did that one. They, everybody has their own politics and their reasons, and I have the benefit of looking back 20 years later and talking about all these things. But at the time, my thought about some of these murals were this, right? Like, the, I grew up with that mural. Yeah. So it has a right to be there in my mind, the fucking Jimi Hendrix mural and shit like that, in the mission. These are not—I'm not from the mission— I'm not from the hill. You can say I'm from the Lower hate or the hate or whatever if you really want to get creative in terms of how long I lived someplace in the city. Like, to, none of us are fucking indigenous if you move the artificial bookends of time, you know? But, like, I just didn't feel like these things I had a right to do. Did I get nasty on some murals? You're damn right. But these were things that I thought about, right? Like, these were places we had shit running. And these guys who did these murals, they went— and they got permission pointing to our shit and being like, look, if you give me permission to paint my mural, this will go away, Yeah. right? So they used the power of the state and property, not to get too high-minded with it, but they used this hierarchical power structure above us to take away the right of the people who were expressing themselves, like because when I was a kid, what I vibed off graffiti, it was like I'm just out here walking by myself with my Walkman on or whatever vibing. But I see tags that means somebody else is here; they're alive, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a sign of life. Yeah, and it gave it made me. I vibed on that when I was little. That's probably why I did the graffiti. It's a, it's a signal to everybody: hey, we're all alive here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And these people, I this is my view, back back then. These people were getting the permission of people to take our voice away whether it was because they paid enough money to put a billboard up uh, in my neighborhood to tell me to smoke or whatever or they to drink or they you know they 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 do this they do that and so I felt like look man if you're going to go after our artwork so we can't exist we're going to take away your artwork and and it was it was a for me some of the murals like uh the the one on a uh, to like, visit the visit dare where it turns into Castro, right? Like yeah, I did Eureka, one of those. the
0: Eureka Valley area, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like and
1: so I, I did that one. I did ones in my immediate area where I live because I felt the type of way about it. And I, you know, I feel like my art deserves to be there too,
0: you know. And then on top of that, I think what I remember really kind of fucked y'all up was 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 it Caltrans or BART. Or Bart, Bart, yeah. See, people don't understand. Bart has his own separate police department.
1: Yeah, they do, and they don't. So, like, Bart's a tricky one, man, because like, uh, there were some real go getters that were looking to level up, and they did a really had a really good opportunity at that moment to okey doke the whole system and to just railroad us and just to seem like they were just some high level Nancy Drew mystery solvers, right? They got all these, they were giving away fucking cert, bro. At the end of the 90s, and when when they came out of the end of the fucking crack era and they were ready, they were pivoting to the Great War on Terror, all these fucking certification it is so they could tell you what a blood in a crip is and you can go back to your fucking town and be the sheriff with your certification be like, oh, I can testify fucking everywhere that these... Fucking Kansas City Crips or whatever, like the, not just a single out of fucking No, That's, fucking that's crips. how it
0: works in the, in the paperwork, bro. Like, yeah. you
1: get these certifications, gang experts, and, shit gang like experts that. So, yeah. and like, so at this point, you get the certification by some other talking head. Yeah. Like, these guys aren't fucking gang experts. Like, they said I was like fucking an international arms dealer at one point. These cats were so wild and like they we just like drumming up charges, like oh, this guy—he has a history of international travel. Like, dude, yeah, because my, my family lives in Eastern Europe. Like,
0: before you got caught up, did you start to feel like there was a target on on y'all by law enforcement, or did it just bro, come out I of nowhere? Bro, I wasn't
1: thinking of any of this shit. All this shit's hindsight, and yeah. you know, like I could just—I swear to God, like I could there's an ocean deep subject of why they gave a shit and why Kamala Harris felonized the generation of people for tagging. For fucking spinning their tires in a parking lot, for fucking growing a plant, they made people ineligible. At that time, they thought you were going to be ineligible to vote and and hold arms and all kinds of things. They they they, they second class citizened people for participating in popular culture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, I was just being a creep. Like I wasn't being super high political about anything, but I was a young man who was. In, in in if you look at from the state's perspective, like mobilizing people to go and do shit, you know, like it makes a ton of sense that they want to felonize and remove our rights. So and,
0: when they when they came for y'all, was it all? They, did they raid your houses and shit? Is that? Yeah, that that yeah. was the
1: intention. So like it all kicked off because. The Ashby Bart station got painted, the inside, right? And it's long past the statute of limitations. I fucking took a guilty plea for this. So I can go ahead and talk about all this shit. Like, I'm not profiting from this. I'm just being like telling you how it happened. So, me and Orphan lived not too far from the Ashby Bart station for a long time at 3380 Adeline. There's still all kinds of cool, cutty Orphan tags. If you go and look behind the dumpster, we lived there. And, uh, dude, we were some bums, dude. We didn't fucking know how to. Racket. We thought we could only steal spray paint or markers. We had no kind of hustle. I would like work stupid ass fucking cafe jobs and like just like the lamest low level subsistence life when we lived together there. So the reason I'm saying this because to save money, like BART fair evasion was like a real thing for us because I'd just be trying to like run around and be all city, all bay and shit like that, but not have enough to pay for BART tickets. So we were like, you know, getting the special needs BART tickets and, you know, exchanging them the electromagnetic uh, uh, swipe stripes yeah. on them and shit. And then at the Ashby one, where it comes out to MLK, you can just fucking run down the tracks. It's like a quarter mile, right? So if you're a young, fit psychopath, like you just wait for the train to go and you fucking hop down and you book it. And then there's just two doors you just push and then you're right there at MLK and Aline, And that's where we live. So... Cause we're just fucking idiots. Like we're just fresh out of like wherever, like living on our own. We this is a totally reasonable thing. So we just go to San Francisco and fucking do whatever, then come back to Berkeley to our spot in the evening, just get out of the train, wait for it to leave, and then just go running down the tracks and pop out there and like fucking, yeah. Like it, it's crazy to think now that I know how many people get hit by those things and shit. Like weird being really stupid and whatever, but it's hilarious that this was this was our normal exit. Yeah, It's a, a quarter mile down on active
0: tracks to just, to just bounce out and, and shit. So was that was what led to you getting wrapped up? No,
1: so the, it became knowledge that we, we knew how to go in and out of there. Everybody's Because we must have tagged it on our way out one time. And so Abhor's like, oh, hey, man, one night we're me, Death, and Abhor... Don't know, there was a fourth guy, but he didn't end up coming. Uh, Abhor was like, yo... Let's go paint the—I could be wrong. Like, this is through the fog of time, so I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah. Apologies to him more if this is not how it happened. Bring his ass on here and yeah, explain be the other way. Yeah. But from what I remember is that he was like, yo, let's go paint the fucking ash. You know the way in there. Let's fucking—I I must have mouthed off probably and told him that I knew the way in there. And he was like, let's go paint the inside. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Okay, I guess so. And so, like, we go go, we go we in there, like, walk all the way down, like, because, you know, we just hop the thing, I think. One of us hops the thing and then opens it for the other ones. We go walking in there, and then, sure enough, like, we're in the fucking station at night. And this this shit works. Like, you could do this anywhere. Like, you're in there, and you're like, well, I didn't think this was possible. And until people start doing this enough to really cause a problem, they probably don't have motion sensors or anybody responding to that shit. So we were just in the Ashby-Bart station at night. And so we stood, we did some throw-ups, you know, but then once you do your throw ups, what are you going to do? You start tagging on everything and just were scribing things. And so, like, we're just, we were, when we were done, we were satiated. We had, we had had our fill. We were all done for the night and left, you know. And unbeknownst to our, you know, uh, 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 us, it's Easter evening. Uh, and also, it's like a weekend. So the Ashby Flea Market is the next morning. So we go down to get flicks the next day. And like, fuck, it's the Ashby Flea Market. It's fucking busting. We're like, oh, well, it's cool, man. It'll just be like, there'll be a lot of people. It'll be easy to slide in there and take our photo. No big deal. So we go down there and the fucking platform is lit, right? So it's like fools are going bananas. Like I am going out tonight. I'm getting a fucking fat cap. I am like the, the fucking platform is activated. Like, like it's like a writer's dream in a lot of ways. Like you, you, you can't imagine until you see it. Like you've just convinced all these people on the platform that they should be graffiti writers. And they're, they're screaming it out. Like, I'm going to go paint. And I'm like, oh, yo fool, this is mad hot. Like, I feel like too hot to even take the picture like these dudes are gonna know so uh but like the whole the whole platform is activated and, and everybody's freaking out over it and pointing to it and going crazy so i finally get up the courage to fucking sneak some photographs and i think it's like the, the good photographs aren't even mine in the end mine are all like fucking like little espionage photos and like then i think probably Slees went back later and took some man photos or whatever but uh, like because it was Easter, it ran. Like, there was no work crew. Nobody dealt with it or whatever. They right. just opened that shit up and it, and, it, and, it, and it became like a big thing. And then apparently, Abhor had been busted by the BART police for his previous name. And he had a beef with a specific person and he called her out, I think, in the graffiti. And she was still the head of like the, the shit. And so she activated from this and like got fucking mad personal about it. Right. And uh, unbeknownst to us, she had the the power to uh, to do all that. So, uh, so was, they went after your asses. Yeah, hella hard. Um, but I mean, at the time, it wasn't that hard to do. And they can't have. Maybe they didn't go after us hella hard. In the end, they did. But in terms of how much longer and how much worse things got, like that was literally the fucking beginning.
0: Right. Oh, right. Shit. So, like okay. so, we
1: painted that shit, and then we're like feels good like fucking let's and then so i think after that i moved i was living i was living in north oakland at the time i had i was either living in the east in the 30s or i was living in north i was living in the east bay and then i moved to the city and then the shit fucking really kicked off then me and Amazing Gray were painting a lot of the Muni metros. I was doing the like that's the Kuk and the Vic Twenty shit that everybody talks about. Was that one
0: year? And and Vic Twenty is a fucking drum machine.
1: No, it's it's a or, it's an old computer that oh. I was using as a as a drum machine, but like it was really just like. I was looking for aliases and I think I got the most positive response from the homies in the room at the name. time and everybody liked it cuz it sounded mean but like in reality it's a dork yes yeah, like <laughs> it's like oh yeah it's like it's like a cheap way to have a little 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 drum machine It's like you run these old computers and shit
0: but-
1: well in there is also the rumor that they tracked you through internet forum pictures. Too? No, That's no. Not I mean, true. In, in in a way they did like the in terms, like it was all out there. Like if you wanted to piece together a nice picture of what we were, we were doing it. Like the internet was fairly new. Our operational security was shit. And we were just posting this stuff and just having a shit ton of fun. Like we were doing hundreds of photographs, and we were doing like a lot of other side shit too. It was not just graffiti. Like we, like I said, like the, the homies in New York had Vice shown pictures of them. So we were a little jealous. We're like, all right, you guys get to show crime. We're going to show our crime online too. And so we felt like we had to ramp up our, or to do the status thing. And we were boosting a lot. So we were showing just wild ass shit of like fucking a thousand PlayStation games or whatever, or like sitting on a throne of espresso machines and stuff, or you know, and like man. just like we were just doing cornball shit, like just just stuff that today you know better. Like you don't you don't Instagram your crime. Some people do, but the people who are about to go to jail, but it would be considered ridiculous. But in 2002, yeah, I, we didn't different even different understand. Shit, yeah. Like we should have known, but we didn't was the point. We didn't know, and so they didn't get us for none of it, but they it activated them and yeah, made they're, them interested. They are
0: fucking pissed off at you.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were flaunting <laughs> way too much stupid so, shit. So
0: at the time it actually came, you get raided, you get, you get taken to bookings and everything, and then they're— well, That was a little more complicated
1: mm-hmm. because they raided in stages because they didn't know where I lived. Ah, okay. So some of us had better operational security than others. Some people were raided and were caught with items, right? I— wasn't on the paperwork for my place of residence. And then they got raided a week before me. Mm. So there so was, you were able there to was nothing in my home yeah, yeah. when they came for me. Yeah. Like I know because I was living in this place with a chick and I had a specific area that like, like the I had a room on my own, but I wasn't living in the room. It was nothing but a studio. So I was, had all my shit that was that in there. Cause she was a good girl. She went to the Haas Business School in Berkeley. She had her shit together. She like she didn't want to see none of that shit. So it was all tidy in there. So when it was time to get that shit the fuck out, it was just one one room out of there. So there was nothing. Like it was like there's an empty room. It was it was it was clowning in a lot of ways because there was not a ballpoint pen left. Right. When they came in, it was like a fucking episode of The Wire. They come in like oh, right, right, right. a week later <laughs> it, because it was cold. Because so right, I woke up in the morning. Right and like at the time, like I had just sold my portion of a business, and so I was just like just chilling, retired, and like I was just chilling with the homie, and like I think we smoked some weed, and I was gonna go to the to the Cafe International on Hate. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Cafe International on Hate Street, best coffee in the Lower Hate. Owner, she's a real one, right? (laughs) She has nothing to do with any of the bad shit that I do. (laughs) I just love that lady; she's the best. Right, long time fixture of the community, right? So I roll down there for the best cup of coffee in the lower hate, Cafe International. And uh so I get my coffee and I'm walking back up and I like I'm living in one of those colonials, right? Like I'm uh, I'm a Webster and Page, right? Right where the Page Street projects, the it, it dead ends right onto my front porch, right? So I'm like I go and start walking up the steps. And I got like one of those cool San Francisco doors with the glass, you know? And I see these cats coming up the steps behind me like this. I'm like, oh, here we go, man. So I'm like, I'm tripping like, this bitch is about to spill my coffee. So I'm like, yo, like get my coffee down on the ground. They're like, oh, they're so aggressive. I'm like, hey, be cool. Like, I saw you coming. I'm like, oh, you knew we were coming? I'm like, oh, yes, but I also saw you were coming. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, so, but, and and blood, like, Page was still active, like it was early in the morning, but in the time I went to go get my coffee, cats were already grinding on Page Street. I don't know what Page Street looks very gentrified nowadays, but at the time, cats were slanging rocks right there, right? And so these cats that I'd seen, because I have to live there, right? So I'd already interact with everybody, got my hood passed, I'm cool, like everybody's like, hey, what's up? Uh, a couple times I'd even talk shit to the cops because they would— I don't know if they do this anymore, but probably not. But back then, they would like, choke cats out, have them all throwing rocks up on my front doorstep. And I'd be like, oh, blood. Like, you're more of a problem than my neighbor selling rocks. Like, fucking stop this shit. You're terrorizing us. Like, look at what you're doing. And they'd be like, I'm almost done, you know, and like just wild shit. So all these cats in the hood are like watching. It's finally me who's going to jail, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, But they don't even take me right out. They take me into the house, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, man! I knew this shit was coming." They got the search warrant, like, "Ah," oh, because when they first snapped me up, I had an outstanding warrant because I had done like a fucking raising Arizona runner through some dude's house and got whooped up. Uh, so I had a, a burglary warrant, right? They had refiled on me, so I knew I already had a pay lawyer. Uh, I, he had alerted me that I had was wanted. And so I knew that shit was coming. They had raided a horn, a bunch of cats. I was getting all my ducks in a row, but I'm not one for turning myself in. So like, I let them come get me, you know, like my tickets don't lead back to me. So it's just gonna, you're gonna really have to do your homework to come get me. Shout out to Kamala Harris. Uh, So right, they get me, they bring me in the house. It's cold, but like, dude, like it's like fucking, it's crickets. There's like, oh, I had my roommate sitting there and this fool is uh he's he's so the house is the two girls and we're like the two boyfriends so me and the dude don't know each other right he's the homie because like you know like our our girlfriends are like you know life partners or whatever but like He's just some fucking dude who I just hang out with and play GTA with or whatever. But this beautiful fools just repped the fattest bong rep. So it looks like Dagobah on the spot. Like you come into our apartment, it's a beautiful lower height apartment, beautiful windows. The sun was cascading. So it looked smoky. And this is before, this is before weed was legal and shit like that. So I'm like, ah, oh, this motherfucker's about to go to jail and he's not going to be able to tell nobody responsible we're gone, you know? But they didn't trip on him, which was so sick but they cuffed this fool sitting right next to me. So this fool was just, he was so fucking cool though, because he was a square, and he just like had to live through the gnarliest raid, because like, they're talking mad shit to me the whole time. I'm like, look, like I don't want to talk to you guys, I just want to talk to my lawyer, I'm not dumb. Like You guys got no right to be here, I don't care what your piece of paper says, but go ahead and look for what you want to look for. I'm not giving you uh, permission, but I am not resisting. So I'm just posting up on my couch, they keep trying to talk to me about stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't know, but you should throw on that GTA and I will show you what's really up. And like, if he finally fucking turns on the Grand Theft Auto and fucking lets me play a game with we fucking run Grand Theft Auto. And he takes it, he's playing it for a while. And then my roommate takes it and he's playing it for a while. And then the cop takes it back from him. He's like, oh fucking, having a good old time. And my roommate's like, hey okay, man, is it cool if I smoke some more weed? And the cop looks at it and I was like, oh shit. And he's like, oh no, it is not cool if you smoke some more weed, in fact, go in the other, make made him go sit in the other room with another cop so he can play more GTA. And so they look around and like, sure enough, there's nothing because there's literally nothing. I had like, there was nothing left in this house. Like there's, there's none of my clothes are there. It does not look like I live there because I was not living there at the time. My girlfriend was still there, but I had exited the premises because this shit was coming down on me. So they go, oh, blah, 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 you've moved it. And like, they're trying to make me say shit. And I'm just like, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer. Like, I don't want to talk to you guys and like. And they uh, walk me around, and is this your room? Is this is room. I'm like none of these are my rooms. I don't. I don't live here. This my girlfriend lives here. Like I didn't even have access. I was coming to knock on the door, you know, because I, I knew at the time you have to have they have to, have to see you have a key, have access. So I was trying to play it off like I I was just visiting the house because my broad lived there, and you know this dude was gonna let me in. And so then they walk me in back and they sit me down and then walk back in there and instantly come back with a DVD burn DVDR or whatever, like, aha! huh And it was a DVDR full of fucking thumbnails from 12 ounce.: mm. Blood, that shit was not mine. They fucking plant. that was their fucking CDR. Mm. What the fuck would I have a CDR of some tiny ass fucking thumbnails? of some shit that, I, like, these are, like, not even just me. Mm-hmm. And I am a, in, in 2002, I am an egomaniac. I don't have anybody's fucking graffiti on my computer but me. You know what I'm saying? And if I did, like, I would need it the right size or, like, something I could look at. It was, like, a fucking, it was just a, the thumbnails of it all. But if you're an expert, it's yeah. fucking evidence in court now. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. So now they have me, and they tied me through the conspiracy, through the other people's shit they actually catch them with.
0: And this is kind of what I wanted we are almost out of time. Oh, my bad. You got to soon. I'll right?
1: keep talking to you, but yeah, okay, thank okay. you for the time yeah, check, yeah, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the thing about your crew is that they charged you guys under gang enhancements. They never
1: got that conviction,
0: though. That's oh, a, they the, charged you under it, they,
1: though. No, nah, they dangle it because they try to scare it. the shit out of you, so man. Not the, just the, us, but the,
0: everybody. Because the reason why that was significant at the time, because it seemed like everybody in the crew was getting charged for the graffiti of everyone in the yes,
1: crew. Yes, yes. And this was what Kamala Harris was doing at the time, not just with graffiti. So Vic-20's getting yeah. charged
0: with a poor shit, a poor's getting yeah, charged with, with shit. death shit. And,
1: and to be an expert, they would only have to give like a third, like, you couldn't even be like, oh, I was in jail the night that that thing was painted, so I can't be him. Because they, I would know bullshit, I'd be locked up and a whore would be the homie, he'd go and do one for me. And I'd be like, oh look, that's not even the right fucking date. And they were like, they would just give a thirty day window. Yeah. And say it's and like, oh man, if I'm locked up, like how am I painting?
0: Did you guys take those charges to trial, or are you all played out?
1: No, we'll see. The I had to sit there in Santa Rita for a fucking eight months and twenty days. You know, like I was fucking uh, just telling them fucking no. A lot of other people bailed out. Um, I got into a lot of wild shit in the meantime. Like I left the country and was running around and like uh, when it all finally caught up to me, I want to say it was like an 05, like the, like it was all till together, lightweight still, but we would show up in court separately, I think. I don't know if that's because I had been on the lam and everybody else had just gone and done their shit or what, but I, had, I wasn't really in communication with anybody anymore. And I was just out there doing my own thing not listening that was the a lot of people got really mad because i kept going right i just fucking kept changing names i got worse right straight up they did not change me at all they they captured me and like i held me for a while and what the cold one was was finally they were like after eight months and 20 days they fucking transferred me from the rita to to 850 right and they call me in the court and they send the whatever, just the lowest. Like, I had been talking, like, Kamala Harris had actually been in court back in the day when it all started. But at this point, I'm just getting some random fool who's reading from a piece of paper. Like, well, um, they said you could keep fighting this if you want, but if you just take the charges, you go home today. And after eight months of 20s, I don't know if any of you guys have done any time in San Rita, but it's chill and shit. Yeah, yeah. And you respect sure everybody. I get the
0: fuck up out of there. But, ah,
1: dude, they were, people were banging so hard. We were never getting yard time and no kind of sunlight. Yeah. The minute they would let us out for breakfast, somebody would be getting fucking cut because they sold meth to somebody in Newark wrong. And like I was like, oh blood, like this fucking sucks. It's nice. Like that they all do mock like jumping jacks and shit like that. But I'm tired of all the stabbing. And that was that was annoying. Yeah. You so know? you got
0: time served. So basically. I just
1: I was at that point and I wish I would have known better. I wish like I I would have been smarter and like uh been been fucking uh a real revolutionary about it and stuck to my guns. Not because I didn't do it, which is this fucking, the the silly thing is, is I did it and worse. And if they even charged me for some of the terrible things I've done, we wouldn't even be talking to each other yet today. So I shouldn't cry too much about they had to plant evidence and use my lack of resources against me to fucking plead guilty. My poor mom stressed out all the fucking time. So I'm like, I'll just take the fucking Charge, you know, and let them let them put this on me. Yeah. But it, it ended up being not so bad because they didn't gang enhance me. Nobody went to prison? No, no. I was the closest to it, but uh, nobody went to prison. That was the, the thing that made us fight so hard at first. At first, that was the, the, the deal. They were trying to get me seven years. Fuck. And I, like— that and then knowing what I know about the prison says, no, I'm not saying. Please don't charge me with anything for seven years. But still, I know it's really not like the end of the world, right? Like right. you could be a stand-up dude. It's not. I would like you know, I miss my kids, but I'd still come home in time to see them. You know, still playing little league. It's we're good. But back then, I was like, this is fucking crazy. I'll just leave and never come back to America again. And that yeah. was the plan for a good year. I wasn't back in America for a long time, but. uh you know, like, you, you make your mama cry
0: enough. You come back and you face the music and you're like, "Well, you know. Yeah, when you look back on all that now, I mean, you know, they say no regrets, right? Everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. But, like, there's no way that shit was worth it, right? Or were you like, no, fuck it. It was worth it and I had the time of my life and I did my thing and... Well, it's, it's hard to say, like, like, how I did things.
1: Like, there's a lot of things that, peripheral at the time that I wish I could have changed. Like you're just looking at the art. Like there's some things you know about behind the scenes that yeah, yeah, I would have loved to change. Yeah. They're related to who I was as a flawed individual. I would love to change everybody who I ever, like the homies who I cracked a joke about, who I wish I could not have offended, cats I burned on a deal, like small business owners I stole a thousand cans of spray paint for because I didn't know the difference between corporate and the Mom and pop business. There's a thousand do I think that my art hurt people? Fuck well, no, it didn't hurt right. nobody. Like, and I like like a lot of kids that I talked to uh uh today, like I talked to people who were like, dude, they were not even like teenagers at all. Like my career came and went as a graffiti writer, and they like a kid talked to me, he's not even from the Bay Area, hit me up. So if cats like it, like that's that's dope. I sell canvases here and there, but um. I wish that it was like that people could see how individual all the guys from KUK because we get lumped together like Sleaze as the artist is so different than me in terms of like how his rollouts were so big for the time yeah and 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 I think that like <clears throat> when you look at the individuals of KUK um, what we were doing and focusing on gets lost sometimes in the noise and also the the court case you know because. I would say like all of us, our best work happened outside of the range uh, of of it. Maybe with the exception of Sleaze. I think Sleaze's, Sleaze's year was like um, what was like 2002, with in terms of the rollouts. He did a lot of really. Yeah, good shit. well,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I I kind of remember it all from those West Portal Tunnel shots to like I mean I fucking met you around yeah, that yeah. time, and so that was a uh, definitely a trip. And and yeah, the whole crew for sure. I mean, Anak. Right? He was also KUK. Yeah, yeah. um, Dead Cat. Uh, There was... And then Sham, rest in peace, Sham. Um,
1: I I
0: mean, one last thing I want to ask about, too, is, like, because now... I think y'all, like, um, went through... uh, I've had, like, Crayon on here, right? When he started writing. Ain't no fucking consequences for graffiti. You get a ticket, maybe, or some shit like that. Now with Instagram, I mean, I, I I know people all the time they're fighting felonies, uh, uh, um, off Instagram, stuff? off Instagram, shit, off just anything, man. You, I, I've fought felonies before for fucking tiny ass tags and mm, shit, mm. and I think uh, the game has changed. There are people who are in prison for graffiti. Um, there are people who, you know, I was on probation for three years and shit, just off off yeah, little yeah. shit. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I mean. Right now in 2022, cameras, social media, everybody's got a smartphone. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think about the game today?
1: It just it
0: just it just
1: changes like the, All of that stuff, like it's just not it, It's not gonna stop anything, right? Because as like there was, they put all those fucking globe cameras up and all this shit, and we're like, oh, I I painted more subways in front of globe cameras than not. There has to be somebody there watching it. Right. There has to be somebody on the other end to enforce these rules against us, whether it's painting or whatever, spinning your car, sideshows, all these things that we view as our right to do. There has to be somebody willing to stop you and they have to have the resources to implement that against you. You know? So... Right now we see the enforcement is weak in the city. They have fucking crazy problems. Their DAs are not being elected VP. They're being kicked out. Yeah. You know, they're trying drastic things that are failing. So the public's not behind them. Nobody's crying for blood. Someday in in the future, there could be somebody who arrives that might want to scapegoat a graffiti writer for this, but it's been tried so many times before. they probably do some bipper or something like that who has like a fucking song about bipping these days. But that's what they do, they just, they want to put a head up on the wall so everybody who, all the wine moms can fucking rage about how you did this, that other thing. They want these fucking animals taken off the streets so that they don't have to clutch their pearls when they walk around anymore. And I was the big bad wolf during those years. Now it's fucking 3D printed guns or something like that. You know, there's always something that is literally like... What makes I'm not I'm not trying to get all like rah rah America or anything like that, but we're like having lived in other places in the world that are beautiful, all these places that have this beautiful culture that we get we dip into. We're like, oh my God, we're we're a nation of trash. That stops when you start to think about how we have this sense of liberty in in us. Like my voice is just as valid as the guy who can pay to have his voice, right? That's what we think of like lightweight as Americans, especially. In the Bay, like, we have such radical views here in terms of our freedoms and stuff like that and and giving everybody currency to their voice, you know, like, I just don't see it going away. Like, we have lockdowns, right, Right. where people felt like the, the nation felt afraid to breathe. Yeah. The fucking taggers went ballistic, bro. Oakland right. has never looked more beautiful. I know some people get schizophrenic looking at how tagged up some places can be. But, dude, th- what comes out of it is not just scramble. Some of these guys are really, really good.
0: Yeah, facts. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, well said, man. Yeah. Um, what a fucking story. I feel like uh, we've been talking for like over an hour. No, that's Still my bad. Still even scratched the surface. Mm. So maybe one day come back down the line and we'll talk some more shit. Um, sure, but sure. I appreciate it bro uh, appreciate you. Um, um, knowing you since I was a kid and, and reconnecting with you now and thanks for telling your story here man thank you bro thank you for listening this is another episode of History Bay you're only gonna find shit like this on our podcast motherfuckers so be thankful subscribe like comment do all that shit and support the movement thank you for watching we'll be back peace